right, what's going on, everybody? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Wherever you may be all across the world. Thank you for listening to the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And I'm your host for those that do know and those that don't know. I am Justin Felton. And thank you all again for listening. All right. What's today's episode is what you see in the title again. Yeah. This is show business, not show friends, and definitely not show feelings. So what are we talking about? What am I talking about? Let's break it down. You know what I mean? All right. Where do I start? Where do I start? I want to start with um, first understanding why decisions are made, what decisions are being made in that crazy industry you know as Hollywood, Bollywood, or any other, uh, the Hong Kong film industry, or you know, the, the European industry, all the countries there, even Africa and stuff like that. You know, they do things a little differently in those professions and their versions of Hollywood, Hollywood and, you know, whatever they call it in their respective countries. But the fact remains, the goal remains the same. They all got one thing in common, and that is to make money, moolah, greenbacks, loot, dough, bacon, yayo. Whatever you want to call it, that is the number one priority and that's the number one goal. But how do they go about doing it? It's various methods of doing it. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work. So, you know, I, I, I could give you some examples if you like. You know, this is what you're listening to the show for. And it's, it's simple, but it's not that simple. But let me get down to the nitty gritty and get straight to the point. Okay. I will make, I will talk about uh, two prominent companies in Hollywood. One who made us transition about uh, six months ago, uh, Warner Brothers, um, the new head uh, CEO, David Zaslav, who once was the owner of Discovery. And now that he's bought, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, he's consolidated consolidating his assets from Discovery over to Warner Brothers. And the recent history of Warner Brothers is they are in debt. You can say massive debt. They, they've plunged into a $50 million debt and it's probably still going to plunge because of some of the leftover damage. But a lot of the decisions that David Zaslav has made to me were the right decisions. And what right decisions you may be thinking that he made that was so great. Well, uh, a few months ago, there was a movie that was coming out called Batgirl. You know, Batgirl. She's associated with the character Batman. And a lot of people, including myself, was looking forward to this movie. And you're probably thinking, well, you should be very upset that he did that. Well, let me explain why. For those that have not been paying attention, let me explain why. They had a test screening of the movies. They always have these test screenings. Go back to the podcast or what I made about test screenings. They have several test screenings of these films, especially when they're a year away of being released or so. But this movie did not have an exact date, but the year it was going to be released was next year in 2023. 
So they had a little test screening. And it did not go well. In fact, I heard reports that David Zaslav was sitting there. He took his glasses off and said, what in the hell is this crap? Or he did not probably say that, but he probably looked at uh, Michael DeLuca and Alan Horn and Pamela Abney and like, what in the world is this? This is not the, the Batgirl that I grew up with. It bears something in mind. This guy is a fan. This guy is a fan of the popular IP of DC Comics. And he grew up off the 1966 Batman and the Super Friends from the 70s and the 60s. He grew up off that. You know, he was a kid when those came out. And he looked at that and thought that that won't it. It wasn't of quality. And what I, from what I've gathered, the movie seemed like it was very CW-like. And if you watch any of the CW shows, the quality of content isn't the best. It's pretty low-key. It's re reason why it's television-like content. And what I've gathered is they spent about $100 million making, $100 million, excuse me, making the film. And, um, and it was also a victim of COVID, which they had to uh, postpone and shut down for a bit. So they had to spend extra money. And he said, for $100 million, this is not a $100 million film at all. It's not up to quality. And he made it very clear in one of his interviews that he was all about the theatrical experience too. And it was not looking very theatrical. It was looking very CW-like. So he made the decision to shelve that film completely, write it off as a tax write-off, and get the money back. And... A lot of people were upset, in particular, uh, some filmmakers and people who support filmmakers were upset about it. But again, this is why we call it show business and not show friends and not show feelings, because you have to make the best possible decision to keep your company afloat or to have it thriving. And like I said earlier, David Zaslav inherited a mess from the previous regime. They made a big mess of things plunged the company into debt and he's doing everything that's cost effective. If it's not making money, why is he going to spend money on, um, you know, why is he going to spend money making more of it? If it's not making money, getting ratings on the stream streaming platform, which is HBO max and what have you. And he made this very clear. He made it very clear that the top priority was the IPs, which was DC, Harry Potter, uh, um, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. He even mentioned The Matrix because they've all made money at one point or another. And he has about five, five or six IPs on his plate he can do that with and the responsibility is big. But nevertheless, he's up the challenge. He's very confident. He's walking in knowing very well that he may lose a little bit more money due to the leftovers of the company. And he's going to continue to make the hard, tough decisions. He laid off a lot of workers and stuff. Again, it's show business, not show friends, and not show feelings. I inherited a mess. I have to make the tough decisions. Um, and that's what you have with that to get you to understand, you know, a tough decision because a character as popular as Batgirl would not get chilled unless it was bad. So that's what I've gathered with that.
Another example I'm going to give y'all is Disney. They Disney has made a lot of money, but they seem to lose money, make it, lose it, make it. They've been seesawing up and down. And recently, just recently, they've been kind of in panic mode because the content they've been putting on their Disney Plus uh, streaming platform has not been up to par like they've uh, hoped. They've been making most of their money at the box office, physical and digital media. But they've not been making too much money at um, on their streaming platform. Um, some of their films in theaters have been hit and miss. And they've been making a bunch of layoffs. Much like Zazlav, um, they're making changes. And because of the um, decisions that David Zazlav has made, he's, he's changing the industry. The industry has changed because we're no longer relying on just theaters and, and, and what's on television, you know, primetime and on cable, we have streaming to deal with as well. So that's a third element that you got to worry about with business. And of course, like I said, just a few seconds ago, physical and digital media also plays a part in business decisions as well. And a lot of fans got to understand that's what it is. But also, as me being a fan, I have to look at it from the other perspective, too, is, you know, if fans demand something, this is what these executives got to realize. In order to not make the mistakes that the previous regime that Warner Brothers made, you got to listen to your fans. Why is that? It's simple. It goes back to what I said. It's about money. They're the ones that fund the machine. They're, they're the oil to the engine. They are, you know, that cactus in the desert that has the water that you need to quench your thirst. Your thirst for dollars. So when the fan says, I want to see more of this or more of that, and it's more than one fan, in fact, it's 50% it's, it's or more of the fans of something, that says, I want to see more of that, I think you ought to take that in consideration. This is the any executive, anybody making the decisions best for their company. Nobody wants you to fail. They just want you to make the smart decisions and give them what they want. That's because they're telling you, I'm willing to pay $15 and $20 at the theater and, and $25 on physical media and, and, and $10 at digital media if you give me this. Especially if they think it's good or what they or what they feel you're building towards something good. They're, they're willingly saying, they're, they're literally saying, take my money. You should roll with that. And my suggestion is that any of these companies, whether you're Paramount, whether you're Universal, Warner, Disney, whatever, you should take a poll. And you hear stuff through the grapevine. Do you want to see this and this and that type of TV show, this character come back, whatever it is? And if the polls say mostly yes, you give that to the fans. I don't see how you can. If they say no, then you drop it. It's that simple. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. But if fans, if you're seeing fans on these message boards says, saying, bring back him, bring back her, 
make a such and such movie. Make this. I think you should do it. But of course, you got these knuckleheads out here that will say, uh, oh, no, you shouldn't cater to fans. You should make uh, the decisions, you know, how you want it and, and not let the fans make the decisions for you and, and, and don't cater to fans. And, you know, them type of people got agendas. They don't like a certain filmmaker. They don't like a certain producer or an actor or something. They got agendas. Stay away from them type of fans because they the ones costing you the money. They all, they got a, you know, they all upset and got a hissy fit because something is happening that they didn't want happening. And so to counter that, that's what they use. Remember, we playing chess, not checkers here. If you playing chess, you get the moolah. You play checkers, you'll end up as miserable as them people you're listening to, especially these YouTube and these 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 geeky podcasters that make these suggestions and don't don't they don't understand the dynamics of the business aspect that goes in. They don't understand that some of these actors are busy when they need to make it. They say they should release this by by in, in four years when the director or the actor may be tied up, you know, in those four years. You know, there's there's ways around it that these business people can make it happen. But do not listen to fans who constantly have a, an agenda. But if you ask fans a simple question, do they want to see it or what do they think of certain stuff? You know, they give their feedback on what they think. But if you ask them, do they want to see a movie or a television show or something like that of it? And they say Let's say 68% say yes. That's Those are good numbers. I roll with that, bro. But you got to also look at, you know, what it costs. Spending, you know, how much is it going to cost to get it made? What is the return investments? You got to look at investors too. And I'm going to give you an example of <laughs> a terrible decision made by the studios that costed them money. And again, we're going to go back to Warner. Many of you know about the Joker movie that came out in 2019. It's the highest grossing rated R film. In fact, one of the highest grossing films of all time. It made over a billion dollars. A rated R movie finally broke the barrier and making a billion dollars. Based off one of the most popular characters in pop culture, the Joker. We don't need to dive into how you feel about that or that movie. This ain't about how you feel about the movie, whether you thought it was good or it was bad. But let me give you a backstory on how this movie got made and what went down. And we almost did not get that movie for fans of this movie, so you may be a little upset. And for those of you who did not like the movie, you're going to be upset that it got made. But the story was the director, Todd Phillips. Actually, it started with Martin Scorsese wanting to produce the film, but he said, nah, because I guess, you know, they was whispering sweet nothings in his ear and he didn't want to do it. So they went to Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips had ideas. And he said, this movie is only basically going to cost me, you know, 35, $40 million. And for the life of me, Toby Emmerich and Walter Hamada, the former heads of DC and Warner Brothers, did not want to go through and funding the movie. This movie was costing less money than it would be to make a Flash movie, 
which is loaded with tons of visuals or Aquaman movie loaded with tons of visuals. And they didn't want to foot the bill for a cheaply made movie based off a comic book character. But they said, I'll tell you what, we can make it if you can get other producing partners, a.k.a. investors, to do it. So, um, Todd Phillips had to get two other, no, three producing partners to get this thing funded. And that's what happens. They got it funded. They got it made. And Joker was a massive success at the box office. And it did pretty good at in, in uh, physical media as well. Problem was, Warner Brothers screwed themselves. They could have footed the whole bill and not pay any investors any money. They had to split it four ways among Ty Phillips and his co company, the two other producers, and Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers got, you know, $250 million out of the whole deal, which ain't bad, but they could have had, you know, the bigger slice of the pie, which is close to, you know, 750 And they could have paid Todd Phillips his $250 million, but he had to, but you know, they had to split it among four people. They screwed themselves. I hope I explained it as well as I could to you, but truth be told is sometimes a movie like that, you're not spending a whole lot of money for it. And if you don't get the return on it, it's not really a big of a deal. But that movie was bound to do big business anyway because of the character involved. It was going to do well regardless, but it did it massively. It did massive numbers, a billion dollars. An R-rated film. And that movie was graphic R-rated. It wasn't no just R-rated movie with a bunch of cussing. It had graphic violence, cussing, and R-rated type situations in that movie. And it did a billion dollars. Is the reason why you're getting a Joker 2, a musical. I ain't going to get into that, but that's what you're getting now. Again, show business, not show friends, and not show feelings. They let their feelings get the best of them. And... It cost them more money. They could have had gotten paid more money than what they should have from the return of the movie. They did not. They screwed themselves. It's the reason why they're not there anymore. Show business, not show friends, not show feelings. Again, like I said. I don't think I need to conclude this show because there's more, but give me a give me a minute to think. I'm thinking of other examples. And I think they're coming clear to me. Um, certain, you might watch movies and notice that uh, certain logos of old movies like uh, Columbia Pictures and TriStar aren't there anymore because they've been bought out. Columbia Pictures and TriStar has been bought out by Sony. Um... You don't see Vestron anymore or Canon. You know, they've been um, bought out. Produced some good films, but, you know, the decisions that they made, they were making a lot of Vestron. I'm talking about Vestron and Canon in particular. They like, they made a lot of uh, direct-to-TV movies and movies um, 
direct-to-video that you would see on Cinemax and Showtime. And they were spending money, albeit probably not a lot of money, but they weren't getting returns in those uh, physical media sales and stuff like that. And the company uh, went bankrupt. You know, companies like Orion and stuff like that. I suspect that was the reason why they wasn't doing so well after a certain while you stopped seeing their name pop up in all these movies. Because these were studios that were secondary producing and distribution partners. They weren't major. They weren't the main ones unless they were doing direct the movie and direct the TV stuff. But after a while, the industry started to change and, you know, they weren't up to snuff. And that's pretty sad because they were making some pretty good, decent movies. They weren't making Oscar winners or Golden Globe winners or nothing like that. But they were making some pretty good movies. And, you know, that's basically what these streaming platforms are now. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, all of that. They are what Vestron and Orion were. But they're backed by major studios. These uh, streaming platforms are backed by major studios that have the money. Whether they're in debt or not, you know, none of them are in super duper massive debt that, you know, they might go bankrupt, but they might be bought out by somebody that can get them out of debt like David, David Zaslav was in uh, with Warner Brothers, you know, camp coming over from uh, Discovery. But they're backed by major studios. They're not their own independent thing, you know. But a lot of the free apps are like Pluto, Tubi, all of those. I think I don't think they're backed by any of the major studios. But that's what you're coming across. And if any of them don't last, you'll know why. Because a lot of the free apps show the content of other major studios anyway. And the studios get paid for each view or whatever else, you know, the residuals. And, you know, that's part of business. You know, residuals. If you talk to any voice actor, when they show these cartoons on television, the reruns, you know, they're all happy and they're all jolly because they're getting paid residuals for having their stuff shown on TV worldwide. And they shared that secret. I'm basically getting paid off of old work because they're showing it on TV. Another part of business. Another part of show business and nobody should be in their feelings if they're getting paid to do nothing, getting residual checks. And that's where we're at, man. The, the, the industry is changing and David Zaslav has changed the industry with his decision making to say, you know, I'm bold enough to say, nah, I, I'm not going to continue with this. This isn't making us money. Um, One other controversial move he made was he canceled Westworld. Westworld was a popular show. It was one of the most popular shows on HBO. And it was being shown on HBO Max. And they canceled that. Uh, what was it? Last week? He canceled that. He was like, I'm looking at the ratings. They kind of plummeted there, bro. I need to consolidate. And I need to save as much money as I can. Because we're in debt. $50 million, No, $50 billion in debt. They were once a... Uh, 74 million dollar grossing company and they plunged to 14 billion they trying to get those profits back up but like i said earlier it's gonna probably take a couple of 
more years for them to get back up to snuff because they're going to continue to make uh, little money as possible and lose some because the mistakes of the previous regime is still lingering on to now. But I think the decisions that they made right now will affect the future there and the possible. Disney, is, it's hard to say. They've been kind of seesawing. Universal seems to be coming back up. They've made some good decisions with Peacock, though I've, I've heard that, that the streaming platform has some problems, nothing that they can't fix. You know, let's get going. You know, Paramount Plus, I think their stock has rose as well, too. So Paramount, um, you know, Sony, uh, Sony, I'm not so sure. But, you know, whatever decisions they make, you as a fan and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, oh, man. Remember, it's your business, not your friends and not your feelings. Uh, you might love some of the decisions they make. You're not going to like every decision they make, but you got to understand it's a business and they're in the business to make money. You know, the money is where this number one priority is up here. That's the first thing they're thinking of. You know, so you got to bear that in mind. So, you know, remember, we as fans aren't getting paid, so we shouldn't put too much of our feelings into it. But understand, it should not surprise you that a tough decision or a decision you wouldn't have made, they made because they get the numbers. They look at the data. They got all of that. They got people in place to give them all of that. Sometimes their hand is forced. A lot of people don't realize that. So, you know, and to me, that's that. I think that's all that I got. And if I come back for a second segment, that means I got more. But um, no, nah, that pretty much wraps up today's show. So, you know, thank you all for listening. Remember, I'm on various streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, you know, of course, Spotify and Anchor, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Check me out there. And, you know, to all my people worldwide, if you're not hip to this show, this is called the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And I'm the host, Justin Felton. Again, thank you all for listening. And I'll see you all soon. Until then, peace and love. I'm out.